You are listening to an episode from The Vault. These are previous Cologne podcast episodes that we considered lost, but they have been uncovered and are presented to you in their original format. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cologne Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Ryan. We're two best friends. We're interviewing friends of the podcast and the fragrance community, (laughs) giving you uneducated opinions, and putting to death some rumors out there. What rumors are those? There's a lot of people who think that we hate fragrance weirdo. (laughs) We had some concerns come our way. We're like, look, we're just giving the guy a hard time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you were. I wasn't. Don't throw me in. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I was over here chilling. Okay. We actually got to speak with Dan and we're going to do the funny thing about this interview, which we did way back. May 8th, actually, is when we, we recorded this interview with Tony. So you can tell how far behind we are on these interviews. So there's plenty more coming. But even back at May 8th, he was excited and kind of telling us we really need to check out Soma Fragrances. So Dan is going to shoot us or has already sent out in the post some Soma samples for us to smell. And we'll do an episode with Dan, the fragrance weirdo, coming up next month. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And uh, yeah, we sat down here with Fredicted, Tony, uh, a guy that you've also planned to get a uh, tattoo with. Matching tattoo. Yeah, that's right. One of our friends of the podcast and fellow Patreon, Matt, wrote us a really fun email. Basically, in summary, he uh, didn't want us to get anything cheesy like half hearts that connect when we put our arms together. Right. It came with the Popeye's chicken idea, which I love that, or something Texas themed. So we may do that, but that still kind of goes against what we were talking about. Yeah. Those are two positive. Positives. If you're a Patreon, you know what we're talking about. Ryan and I are going to get matching tattoos, <laughs> just like Tony and I are getting matching tattoos. Apparently, I'm going to have matching tattoos with everybody. <laughs> you're going to look like a goddamn passport on your way out. That's right. World. <laughs> hey, I hope so. <laughs> Speaking of passports, we're already getting ready for uh, coming up Scent Explorer and next year's Essence. Yeah. And I'm begging Ryan to join me. I got a two queen bed hotel room just in case. I'm literally getting nauseous thinking about that long of a flight. Yeah, I know. You could always swim. Yeah, I'm good at swimming. (laughs) (laughs) So sit back, enjoy this, and as always, thank you to MyFragranceSamples.com for helping us make this podcast and this interview possible. See you later. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Cologne Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Ryan. And we're two best friends going on a fragrance journey, smelling fragrances, giving uneducated opinions, and now hanging out with Tony. Hello, Tony. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? (laughs) We are doing well here. It's a little bit later for you. It's the evening time over there. Yeah, it's a bank holiday Monday here for the uh, King's coronation. So I got an extra day off today off work, which is fantastic. <laughs> nice. So, and you uh, chose to spend it with us, huh? Well, of course. <laughs> you know what? Spend it with a wife and children or spend it with two great guys. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Let me be careful. No, she's not going to be listening. Definitely. So I'll, spend <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I'll spend it with you guys. <laughs> Hands down. You made the best choice for sure. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Hey, yeah. And uh, nice to meet you for the first time. Uh, I heard nothing but amazing things about you and Chris. I think he's using it as like a way to like scare me with our friendship. I need to do more for him or something, but he's just talked you guys up like tremendously. Yeah. They say <laughs> well, with relationships, you need to have a certain amount of what is it called?
call it competition anxiety yeah. to like <laughs> keep them trying hard. So you guys help serve that for me. Treat them mean, keep them keen attitudes. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Well, what's the scent of the day while we got you? What are you wearing today? You know what I put on, which is going to be, I, I want to talk to you guys about because I've just listened to one of your episodes. Um, okay. I put on something called Florida Water this evening because I've not long got out of the shower. Okay. I don't know if you, have you guys tried that? Uh-uh. I have not. No? Okay. Well, we'll talk about this further and maybe we can do an episode on this because <laughs> yes. I've been listening to your other best friend, Steve. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Ryan, I know exactly how you feel now, by the way. Everyone says he's a great guy, but I know him. And, uh, <laughs> I've been listening to the most recent episodes and I'm like, you know what? We need to talk about a couple of ones that you've been talking about recently. Okay. Um, I was torn between four seven one one. Okay. Um, uh, but I went with an after shower splash in Florida water, which we can talk about a bit more at a later date if you like. Yes, okay. for sure. Yeah, we'll have to get our hands on it. So, is it similar to uh, this guy right here? It is. Yeah, it has that sort of neroli cologne splash, bright citrus feel to it. But in the background, it has sort of a Coca Cola. Uh, smell. Down sounds oh, badass. Oh, okay. Mixed in with the citrus. So it's apparently it's got some old witchcraft uh, sort of healing properties that I've heard. <laughs> it's used to sort of cleanse rooms and things. Um, wow. So it's been around for quite some time. And I actually listened to Miami Cuddles on a Dan live stream talk about it as a recommendation. Oh, yeah. I and, remember that one. Yeah. And I, you could pick it up on Amazon for next to nothing. It is literally about five pounds a bottle or something ridiculous wow, so, okay. um, yes. so we put it in a pressurized sprayer and we actually don't just use it i don't just use it on myself i use it around the room as sort of a fabric freshener or it's it's um, it's good stuff very very good You've got to send me a link to that. Yeah, I will do. Okay. I'll send a link after. I think you guys will enjoy it. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's a it's cool one. I want to say I remember that stream because I think that's the one that we sent a super chat for like five bucks to Dan to say, hey, this one's on us. Dan, why don't you buy you a bottle of that? <laughs> <laughs> it's about that sort of money. So that probably was the episode. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything else Dan buys is about a million pounds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you, uh, your collection is no slouch either. I mean, you have quite the extensive collection of bottles. You know, I listened to some of your podcasts recently and I, I feel like I'm getting already to know your tastes and it got me thinking as to what do I actually like? Because I've been doing this for, it's four years this July, I've been on an Instagram page and I still don't think I really know my taste. It changes daily and it, right. I, I bounce from wanting, I, I get cravings like food with fragrances <laughs> okay. and Times I get really pissed off with myself. I spray something and I regret it later where I think, you know what, I, I put that on. I, I should have thought about it a bit more. I would have really have liked to warm Leighton or I really would like to have worn something a bit more deeper and darker. And instead I put on some citrus, easygoing fragrance that <laughs> wore away in 30 minutes and I haven't got anything with me to reapply. And yes. uh, I, I, yeah, sometimes I regret those decisions. But I would say I, to sum it up, I have a very, very wide taste in fragrances and it changes it really and it's like you guys are finding with recent episodes as well that you do move from things to things and things that you may not have liked when you first smelt them quite a few years ago you may be like now because you've 
you're craving new smells all the time and right. maybe some of those smells are a little bit too much at the start and maybe a bit shocking or a bit divine a bit diffusive and now you smell those fragrances and you think well actually these are pretty badass so that that's happened to me as well yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you're referring probably to must ravage how how we yeah, felt about that it, yeah that was mind-blowing and we remembered when we when we like i said in the episode when we smelled it we knew that we didn't like it and we're like why did we not like this and we found the old episode and we listened to her like can't believe how much we talked bad about it and now we're like obsessed with it it smells incredible and we found the decant, the original decant we used yeah. and sprayed it. Smells exactly what we're smelling now. We're like, we love it now. I don't know what made us change, but we love that fragrance. Yeah. yeah. I think just our uh, horizons were broadened quite a bit. You yeah. know, when you first start off, you're so used to something that goes against what you're familiar with. You kind of go, uh, it's not the old trusty that I'm used <laughs> to. So therefore, I currently don't like it. But the more you get used to and you broaden your taste for things and you go, oh, yeah, I like now I like it. Yeah, no, they it's, it's uh, I tell you what did. We went to Essence. That's where me and Mike met. I'm sure he's mentioned that on the podcast. <laughs> Actually, he has because yeah. Ryan's got a bit jealous. Uh, yes, for sure. <laughs> well, we didn't touch each other. It's fine. Um, <laughs> there's always next year, Tony. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, there's always next year. No, what I found was uh, in my everyday life, I, I don't really want to shock people with my fragrances. It's only really on a rare occasion where you're going out somewhere. And even then, my wife will complain if I wear something that's too much or I've overspent sprayed something but uh, essence i was it was quite liberating to just <laughs> yeah. spray the fuck out of whatever you wanted <laughs> and like chris with onyx uh, which was his scent of the night wasn't it on on yes. a couple of occasions he just overpowered everybody so if you were wearing some weak ass yeah cologne or weak, it just wouldn't have even been noticed and it's not like everyone's screaming out oh i want to smell the strongest it's just that people yeah. are smelling you and you're like what i can't smell you that's because their their fragrance is fucking strong and overpowering everybody <laughs> yeah, especially that one man blown yeah. away i remember us uh both commenting at how loud and like uh drifting that fragrance was mm-hmm. and then when he wore it the second night he was giving us these cheeky little grins like uh <laughs> sorry fellas uh looks like i'm just gonna be the bell of the ball again tonight <laughs> whereas in my everyday i i, I grown to appreciate scents like that a little bit more as time's gone on but it's trying to find an occasion where i would enjoy it or where someone else would enjoy it around me do you have a fragrance that you can think of kind of like we did with musk ravager that the you smelled it the first time and you didn't really love it and then you've come back around later and really loved it yeah i think um I think there's been some sort of oud-based fragrances that that's happened to, and I think that's oud in general, actually. Sorry to dodge the question on the actual fragrance, but it's oud in general when I first smelt that in anything. And even now, I think I've got a really sensitive nose to it because I can really pick it up in the background of things, and even if it's not listed or there's something there, and I think that's got oud in it immediately. And my wife is even more sensitive to it. So anything that's got it in, she's straight away, that's got oud, and she dismisses it completely. She's yeah. just like, that's got oud in it, go on wash, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me personally, when we went out one night, I wore a nude base fragrance, and that actually was pumping off a little bit. And I really enjoy oud fragrances a lot more than I ever have. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I would say oud base fragrances are the ones that I've come to like, whereas I, I wouldn't have done when I started. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there's other fragrances that are maybe musky based that have got like a dirty musky note to them. Things like, have you smelled Zaharoff's Royale X? 
No, That's we haven't. No, you need to smell something like. I would imagine it's a bit like musk ravageur in a way, in terms mm-hmm. of. Well, no, it is because I've tried musk ravageur, but quite some time ago, and I remember thinking, oh. That's a bit sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, that smells a little bit like bodily odor. <laughs> but the vanilla's there, and I think I quite like this sweet BO. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of the Raja fragrances are the same way with that. He adds a little bit of something skanky to them, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, I feel like Burlington 1819, that one, like everybody on Fragrantica always talks about it, kind of smelling like BO a little bit. Yeah. I can get where they're kind of getting that vibe but it smells amazing to me that fragrance yeah that particular fragrance reminded me of like grapefruit and tobacco and those two things kind of like marrying together it does get a little on the skanky side yeah, so. <laughs> yeah no it's uh, i think that's a great subject of uh, things that you didn't like and now do uh, i i've been quite fortunate i think that i do like wide range of fragrances and i like i said to you i don't think i have a favorite style sometimes it'll be a gourmand and i think oh that's my style that's what i really want and because i like cake and that's what most people associate with me is cake and i like sweet fragrances but at the same time i actually do like a lot of different things and sometimes i crave something very easy to wear a couple of your favorites i like dior sauvage for example and i like Mm. luna rossa carbon that's just something just an easy reach where i just i just go for it and i just think well I just want something that's not going to be challenging. And I like those type of sort of basic bitch fragrances, <laughs> if you like. Right. Uh, yeah, for sure. I do like those basic bitch fragrances that Steve goes on about and you guys go on about. <laughs> that's fine. I love citrus fragrances like you, Mike, as well. So yeah. I like things that are a little bit lighter. I like things that are a little bit traditional sometimes. So I, I could go on and on. I, 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 I'm quite lucky in the fact that I don't lean one way or another. I, I don't think I do. And as time's gone on, I probably that's less and less. I was going to ask, because I know you're like us. You kind of have like a day job that you interact with people that's separate from fragrances. Do you find that when you're kind of interacting, when you're prepping for the day to go out, are you picking safer fragrances or do you try to experiment to see if you get reactions out of people? <laughs> yeah, a little bit of that because it's, it is a dirty secret in my new job that no one knows that I've got this dirty hobby of uh, this rather <laughs> strange sort of secretive world of the fragrance community that no one seems to know about about people that are immersed in it or, right. or our wives that seem ashamed that we're immersed in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In my last job, they all found out about it and they all took the piss out of me all the time. <laughs> and I'd come in and on the big showroom TV that was about a 60-inch TV, there would be a video of me doing a review <laughs> of a fragrance. And, wow. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I got some sticks. So, and the guys I work with now are probably even more brutal so i'm not looking forward to the day where they do find out they will i know they will (laughs) but at the moment i'm safe and uh, try and keep it that way so trying to wear fragrances for them i'm outdoors a lot i'm in the car a lot i'm out in the fresh air and I do try and use it as an opportunity to put something on where that maybe my wife doesn't like because I'm in the Out car on the all day. So yeah. it might be something a bit sweaty, not necessarily skanky, but something with Udin as an example. I tend to use that as an opportunity. Or if I'm going into the office or I've got meetings or I've got, then I tend to wear something a bit easier. Have you had uh, people stop you and go, 
Tony, what fragrance are you wearing or what cologne are you wearing that you just smell yeah, amazing? Just in case they find this, I maybe shouldn't go into too much detail, but <laughs> I wore my son's Creed Aventus. Don't tell him I bought him it for his birthday. I haven't got a bottle. Um, <laughs> it's so often I sneak a, sneak a little spray or two. Um, <laughs> I went into work and this never happens with anything wow. ever. And um, I, excuse my dog. No, you're fine. Yeah, I sprayed Creed Aventus. I went into office and the receptionist was basically following me around. Uh, she was, <laughs> she's a mature lady. She's, I would say, probably late 50s. And uh, she basically asked me, what am I wearing? And I had to point out this 300 pound fragrance on uh, <laughs> She said that she wanted to get her husband a bottle and she wasn't afraid to spend that sort of money because it smelled absolutely fantastic. <laughs> and she basically, every time I go into the office now, I pretty much have to wear that fragrance for her. And <laughs> right. As I walk to the coffee room to see all the mechanics, I think, wow, I feel like I'm carrying someone's extra's body weight. And I look down, she's basically hanging on to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm dragging her into the coffee room and she's like, wow. So yeah, and that has been mentioned because she's obviously mentioned that to other people and they're like oh Tony here comes the cologne guy here comes the guy <laughs> right. some 300 pounds fragrance oh man that's <laughs> how Ryan is with me when I wear a Ventus I feel like I gotta like uh, shake him off my leg man we said that in our previous uh, interview with Chris like that was a fragrance like we love the smell of it but we thought it died quickly I think it was just one of those fragrances like if you're smelling your, on yourself like it kind of goes away but he'll wear it and now I've seen one it's loud and two it's it lasts way longer than we thought because he'll smell incredible anytime he's wearing it. We kind of have to do a confession here to the listeners as well because we have found this as well that if we sample a lot using small decants no. and it's just not the same spraying from one of those atomizers, you don't get the same coverage as you do when you have a bottle of it. Or in my case, now I'll buy these larger 30 mil size decants that come with a big atomizer on it. So when I spray those on, it gets way more coverage. I probably have way more juice on me. And so it's louder. So sometimes in the past, we've criticized certain fragrances by just not having the longevity. But I think part of it has to do with the fact that we're sampling from a decant. Yeah. And, and some of them you spray in, even if they're full, the, the sprayers are never great. And you, you're pumping them like crazy. <laughs> exactly. Get, like, yeah. Drop onto your skin. You're like, oh man, I can't smell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this, this doesn't last longevity on this shit. And yeah, you can, yeah, you're right. You can't get a true feeling for it. But I tell you what I'm going to do at work. I think what I'm going to do is every time I go into the office and I'll know, which is probably once a week at most, I go into the office. I think I'm going to wear different variations and clones of Aventus and see if I get the same reaction. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> a, a good test, point. As a tester, uh, because I've got a few from collecting early on. That's how I found this weird and wonderful world of fragrances. was actually trying to find a way I could fund getting more bottles by getting something that was a bit cheaper than the real right. thing. Um, and that came by accident because I 
bought a fragrance from Next. I think I told you this, Mike, when we were away. Yeah. Yes, I did. Uh, we bought a fragrance from, there's a department store, which is sells mainly clothes in the UK, but they sell some other things. like. And most of the fragrances they sell are usually interpretations, but you'd never know what mm-hmm. they are unless you look them up. They're not, it's not advertised. And you go on Fragrantica and they're not on there and you, you <laughs> can't right. find, so you have to do a bit of digging. So I typed in this fragrance, which was called Stone, and I typed it in. I, I, I eventually found it was a copy of Dior Sauvage, which I didn't own at the time, but I went into store and smelled it. I was like, it is exactly the same. It smells the same. What other fragrances can I find where I don't have to spend all this money? Then I found Chris. <laughs> there you go. And yeah. The rest is history. <laughs> have you ran into any like clones or dupes or anything that you've actually liked more than the actual fragrance, the original? Yes. Yeah, I have. Uh, this happens on because what you what you tend to find with it, I think it's by accident. It is completely by accident. Some of these oils that these companies are using are never going to be of the same quality. Sometimes they probably are, you know, in some cases. Right. But on the whole, they'll use a cheaper alcohol they can't kick out these these fragrances sometimes at the prices that they do someone like for example perfume parlor which are huge in the uk mm-hmm. and they got the biggest range of, of of duped fragrances and there's just every occasion there's an occasion where you you get something and you think I actually prefer this in the original because it isn't as strong or it's not as heavy on the tobacco or it's not as yeah. heavy on, on the musk, which isn't usually the case. Or it's it feels a little bit more citrusy or there's, there's usually something that's dumbed down a little bit, that's dulled or faded. Yeah. It's got like a, a sheen of plastic over the top of it. But sometimes with some fragrances for me, they need that. So there are occasions, and you mentioned one the other day, which was Royal Equestrian with Steve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that I 100% agree. I prefer that over Leighton. Yes. Leighton has this tiny, tiny bit of dirty musk or this sort of medicinal feeling in the background, whereas I feel Royal Equestrian is a little bit lighter and a little bit more airy a little bit more poppy so it's probably got a slightly higher alcohol concentration but whatever they're using gives it a little bit more brightness than than Leighton yeah so that is one as an example I'm sorry that was a long way round the arm no 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 that's great yeah, we love that. I actually started wearing this other one that's a ombre leather clone, but for whatever reason, there's a little bit more fruit. Like I guess that raspberry or whatever's in there. There's a little bit more of that than the original ombre leather. So it has a little bit fruitier vibe and it's a little bit sweeter. And I was like, man, this is how it should be. You know, but I really like this. Don't get me wrong. I love ombre leather. Yeah. But I was like, man, I could see an occasion where I'm maybe dressed down a little bit, which is always, and uh, (laughs) I could wear this version of ombre leather when I think, oh, I probably need to have, I need to be a little bit more put together to wear ombre leather, but this is a little sweeter, it's a little fruitier, and I really kind of like that as well. Yeah, I I was really lucky in my early days. We won't get into like a deep, dark conversation about clones because I I get every side of of the argument and conversation about it. I would be a hypocrite if I sat here and saying uh, slating clones because that's how that's how I found my way into this and yeah. I also some of the people that supported me when I had no followers pretty much are people that I'm still friends with today and couple of them run clone houses they do have in original inspirations which right. i try and review what well, i'd be more inclined to review now mm-hmm. than i would do a, a clone uh, i think i've been there and done that i'm not above it i just i just 
I'm trying to diversify a little bit um, and move on a little bit. Yeah. But I find it hard because I, yeah, I've got a couple of friends that run fragrance. I don't mind mentioning them. Rosa Salas in the UK. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Vitor who owns the fragrance company very well. And he's a great guy. I get on very, very well with him. So I'd want to help him wherever I could. And uh, Matt Wilson from uh, North, half of Norton and Wilson runs oh, okay. runs Pocket Sense UK as well, which pretty much started out as a clone house. Um, wow, okay. And yeah, we he, didn't know he, that. Yeah, he now has original inspirations of his own, and mm-hmm. he's moving on a little bit himself, pretty much similar to what I'm doing. And yeah, I applaud that. It's, it's great. I think a lot of people start out that way and then move on. And that, I think that's probably what, what's happened to me. Yeah, before we learned about decanting, it was like the only way we thought, okay, well, we can get our hands on such a variety of fragrances without just completely losing every bit of money we <laughs> ever earned, you know, because at first to get the variety, you're like, man, you're looking at some of these, yeah, some of these Creed fragrances and stuff like that. And you were just like, wow, can't afford that. And it's rare that you see carded samples out and stuff, you know. There, Creed, for example, will let you buy one mil, you know, little sample sets, but that's even 30 bucks at that, you know, and you can get a 50 mil bottle of a clone for 30 bucks, you know. So once we found decanting, we shifted, but initially before we figured that out, before you get too deep into fragrances, you see the designers and then you're normally pitched something. Once you start looking at designers on some sort of social media platform, you'll see, you know, some ads pop up that it's a one of these bigger clone houses going, oh, have you tried this? Or look, their version's 250 bucks and our version's 39.99. Yeah. 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 The advice that I would give people though as well, it's a great way of finding out whether you like a style of fragrance. Uh, that That's probably what I used it for the most. But yeah. like you guys, I think you've done it the right way. I think I've got so much, I would call it shit on my shelf. Like you, I'd, never <laughs> be able, I'd, I'd never be able to sell it now. Uh, these yeah. things from next that I mentioned, I've got bottles and bottles of stuff that I need to find a home for because I can't sell it. It's not worth any money. It's not worth <laughs> right. the hassle of selling it, but they, they, they sit on a bottom shelf and I never really reach for them. And as time's gone on, I reach for stuff that you find fragrances that almost make their way by default into a top 10, even though I haven't got a top 10 and you reach for a rotation of your favorites uh, ultimately. And what your old favorites were that might have big dents out of tend to get relegated to the bottom <laughs> shelf. <laughs> Not the right. bottom shelf. They go to the bottom shelf. And, For uh, sure, yeah, yeah. I have a bottom it, shelf. <laughs> yeah, well, I think most people have a bottom shelf. And it's, yeah, I, I, the advice that I would give people is that decant, sample, get the real things. If there's something you like a DNA of, I, I think I've got the excuse now that I've moved into the real product <laughs> as a <Yeah>. way <laughs> of sampling what I like and sampling a lot very quickly and getting so many different DNAs with people like Perfume Parlor, as an example, and then just moving on from that. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, I don't really entertain entertain them as much i don't go out of my way to go onto the websites and think oh they've got a new clone out of something it's not i don't get as excited by it anymore not by that part of it so um, yeah you don't really need as much volume to the the deeper you get in you start to get a few bottles and then it you start to realize i no longer really have to buy a hundred mil bottles if i don't need to you know unless it's just a fragrance i'm totally wearing and then yeah. you go, well, I don't really need this clone version because I could be okay with 10, 15 mil of this and that would last me forever, you know? And I didn't know about things like Facebook groups and places where right. you could buy 
partials and things. things. Yeah, I, di- I didn't know that at the start. And uh, yeah, I just, I think that part of my journey's ended in a way and I'm, I'm moving on from it. But I'm not ashamed of it. It's just, it's just uh, things, things have changed. I like the shiny bottles for my Instagram page. And right. uh, <laughs> it's a struggle with some of these kind of houses because they use a stock bottle of everything. And, and when you start, if you've got five fragrances or 10 fragrances on the shelf, there's, you, you review each one of those. And when they're done, you've got no other product. You have to go out and buy volume quite quickly to be able yeah. to keep up with, with your reviewing and your hobby of what you're doing. And I think, yeah, clones were the way I could do that because I wasn't aware that there were communities there that sold decants and partials and things on the gray market. I just wasn't aware of that to start with. Well, how did you even get into it of fragrances in general? Because it's like, especially with you and what you're kind of doing on Instagram, which I feel like is is quite a bit different than what's really out there because you really do showcase the presentation more than I think anybody else. How did you get into that? Because yeah, if you're going to do a channel like you're doing, you kind of have to get those presentations each time you show a new one off. You're, you are you got to get the full presentation. I started an Instagram page, but it was really more to start talking about the fragrances I had. And from there, I very quickly set up a YouTube channel, which I then reviewed on for a couple of years and really enjoyed it. And as time went on, I spent more of my time on Instagram because I found that it was more of a chatty community. There were chat there were there were groups of people. I'd just randomly be invited into a group chat and be talking to twenty people in a group chat. Uh, <laughs> a bit like how Discord would be now really, but it's mm-hmm. it's on Instagram it's just probably just a bit easier. And from there I really admired, I think I was quite jealous of people's insane skills with a camera. Um <laughs> I really didn't have that. My wife was very good. She set up an Instagram page alongside mine during COVID and her photos were, were insane. Um, <laughs> right. She's, she's worked for a photographic company in the, in a uh, work in life and she's learned how to edit and things. And she is a fantastic photographer. I'm going to say that. And I was jealous and I employed her pretty much to take some photos for me in return in COVID that I would give her some boxing lessons. So each boxing lesson, which was an hour, she would take time out of her day, which was stuck at home all day, to maybe get a photo and edit it for me for my Instagram page. And as time went on, she fucked off. Not not literally. <laughs> not literally. She didn't leave me. Uh, just get this one. She she closed her Instagram account. Had no interest in it once she went back to work. Too much time. No time on her hands as a family. Right. So she stopped. I had to pick up her camera and and learn really. Yeah. And. By no means. I mean, you're Mike. I, I know, I've seen your stuff. It's insane. Uh, I look at other people's work, and I do not consider myself to be skilled in the slightest. Slightly lucky with some shots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're being modest at this point. <laughs> I've seen in yeah. Italy, you just take a shot of something on a table. And within 30 minutes, he had it ready to post just using a cell phone. And I was like, wow, this looks like a studio shot. You yeah, I mean, yeah, what I've got very good at is I've got two or three apps on my phone and it all became speed as well. You know, as you know, with this, it takes up time. If you've got to edit the video, edit the audio, everything takes time with a YouTube video. It's even more time because 
although you don't want to script something, you've got to know roughly what you want to say. Right. And then you've got to switch the camera on. You've got to set everything up. Then when you stop that, you've got this video that's about 20 minutes long that you need to get back down to about five minutes. And you need to edit <laughs> yeah. that right back down and get rid of your ums and ahs and the stuff that just wouldn't be legible on camera. And you then need to make it visually right in terms of lighting and things it's there's just a lot going on and i used to have a day off in the week with no family here and used to do that uh on my day off i used to go out and do some chores for the household then i would shoot my youtube stuff i would shoot two or three videos and then during the week i'd edit that all on my phone as i went along and then post maybe two or three a week and it just worked i i just don't i don't enjoy that as much anymore <laughs> um, I feel like you leaned in the direction that we did too, which was you kind of picked photography because you realized, man, video is a lot of fucking work. Mm -hmm. And we kind of did the same thing with audio. We were like, man, video is a lot of fucking work. So we'll do the audio only. (laughs) And then we've got way less distance between recording and up on for somebody to consume, you know? Lazy, lazy. Very lazy. lazy. Yes. We pride ourselves yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah, good. I, I do too. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I tell you what, I get a lot of satisfaction from what you see me do there, Mike. Within, I, I, If I take a picture, I do, I have moved over to a DLSR. I don't often take things from my phone anymore. Uh, I, I then maybe don't upload those immediately, but I'll go out. I don't just do it all in a light box. I do try and get out as much as I can and I try and find interesting backdrops where I live and when I'm out and about. And then I'll just take my camera with me with a couple of bottles nearly every day. And I maybe upload those once a week onto my Mac, which automatically uploads my iPhone. So that's easy. And then I pick a picture and within probably, I would say 10 minutes, I could edit one photo. Um, you do the maths. You could do a whole week's worth of posts if you just had one photo, not a carousel. You could, you could pretty much an hour and a half in bed when everyone's asleep. I could just be on my phone editing, and, and I, I see the sat. I have massive satisfaction from seeing a raw image change. Yes, to yeah. something that would look good on Instagram, and I think that's probably where my passion has started to get towards. And now I know some of the tricks. It makes me appreciate the people that are really good at this <laughs> right. it makes me appreciate it makes me really appreciate those skilled people even more because there are some insane pages out there that i could yeah only dream of being like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean in probably another five years you'll be there and you'll be doing it all with your phone you know yeah. all yeah, the editing and stuff it does take a lot of research i've done a lot of research but for me personally i think part of lifestyle has moved me in the direction that I have busy family life working right. all the time. And I managed to incorporate what I do now into my every day. Uh, so <laughs> it becomes habit and you just do it. Uh, whereas I've chatted to you about this, Mike, I, I really would like to get back onto YouTube. I really would like to get onto TikTok with short sh- and reels as well. They're taking off like my short, sharp minute reviews on things. That is something right. I really would. And every time I think, you know what, I'm going to turn the camera on. <laughs> I just, I can't be asked to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think no. And I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just a little bit nervous now after not doing it for so long. It's almost like going back to the gym after you haven't been for five years. You oh, know, yeah. it's going to be absolutely crap when you go back. <laughs> but you've got to drag yourself out and go and do it. And I know I'll be fine when I do it. And yeah. I'll probably get into a habit if I keep doing it. But it's that 
moving that foot over the line and and yeah comfortable we're, doing what i'm doing we're kind of experiencing the same thing i would think right now we've kind of yeah. like bit the bullet and we're going to do more video content video centric content but for a while i mean it's not that we can't do it you know we know how to do it but again we in our head because we are lazy we know how much work <laughs> it takes and we're also kind of sticklers because we do want things to really hit and be perfect and so it ends up being a long-winded thing for us to create something like that yeah you often the more you get immersed in something the less you do i feel like because you're more critical of it and you go oh well no i don't have the time to do it this way so i'm not yeah. gonna do it whereas when you didn't know any better you just did it we just did a review of summer vibes by dolce and gabbana here mm -hmm. and uh, immediately when we and we recorded video for it and we immediately were just like wow that sucked. That was fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but we know it's going to have to take repetition, doing it over and over. And yeah. uh, eventually you get more comfortable with a camera. You know, as much as we have filmed people and stuff, it's like we're not as comfortable as we are just being us. And we were just like, we just got to ignore this camera. But it is so hard to like do that. Go ahead. I think you're setting yourself short a little bit uh, as well because listening from the outside in i know it's difficult with yourself i i hate the sound of my own voice but you guys the professionalism just listening to you open the podcast like guys for anyone that listens i did wonder they did that off the cuff that is not <laughs> pre-recorded and edited in i thought that's what you were doing because it is just seamless i know you're doing it time and time again but you put someone on the spot to do it they usually fuck up i do uh, <laughs> yeah and, for sure and i'm yeah. sure you have i'm sure you have but that was not a pre-recorded intro it is just boom so you guys on camera and because you can see past editing now i think you'd kill it i really do and there's two of you it's a different dynamic to what everyone else is doing it does make it easier. I think it is a lot harder for people to get into it and sound natural just by themselves, just talking to the camera. Whereas with yeah. me and Ryan, we could ignore the camera yeah. if we wanted yes. to, and it would be even more natural than us trying to, you know, we try to, if you listen to the podcast, I know you have been, at times we try to talk to the audience just as much as we do talk to each other. And I think finding that balance is when you find a really good podcast, and I'm not saying we're good at this, but we're trying to. When you find a really good podcast, it's not just two people talking, but it's like there are three chairs and you're sitting in one of the chairs. You're listening to them talk to each other, but at times they turn to you and talk to you. And there are people that do that with video that do that really well. And then there's people in the podcast realm that do that really well. And that's something we're striving to do is to continue to include that third seat for the audience so that we can talk to both each other, but also focus on them as well. Yeah, I, I, there's something that I've always wanted to put into maybe because I've done a, quite a few interviews as well, very similar to what you guys are doing now, really, and really enjoyed that part of it and getting to know different people. And I've listened to, I'm a podcast fan anyway. I love podcasts. So you get different ideas from different podcasts and the way, oh, that, the way they do that. Normal people wouldn't pick up on it, but I, I do try and pick <laughs> up on little things that maybe would work. One thing that I think would work really well for you guys is that I've been listening to a podcast called Lab Bible, which is okay. they pick really interesting sort of characters that have gone through real life experiences and interview them. And the interviewer is fantastic, really calmly spoken, really lovely diction and lovely vocabulary. And he really sort of communicates himself fantastically well. He's obviously very well educated. And the guests, he's got this lovely empathetic 
sincerity about him that is fantastic that I know that you guys, the communication skills with that and the way you tune into people is brilliant. When he finishes the interview, he gets the producer in and someone else that's maybe doing the camera work in the background and they've gone and they might probably do this at a later date, but they'll say, it's only five minutes. It's, it's literally a, this is what I enjoyed about that conversation. This oh, is cool. I, I really enjoyed listening to what they went through. And as a listener, you've just done that. You've just listened to the whole of someone's autobiography pretty much. And you've got those feelings. But what I really enjoyed about it is listening to what the people that were interviewing, what they then thought. Did they feel the same as I did? Did they get emotional at certain things the same as I did? And I think in the fragrance community, no one's doing that. And you're, you've got the perfect platform to do that once you've interviewed someone to go back and go, you know what, I really enjoyed that conversation because of this or because of that. And just have a couple of minutes chat between you about it, about dissecting what happened, because you're just doing what the audience have just done. And I think- right. I actually it's think just, that's, that's a really genius idea. Yeah, we need to edit this part out where you recommend that <laughs> so it can look like a, you know, a genuine original idea from us. <laughs> but I, it's not genuine from me because I just picked it up from another podcast. So, uh, no, I, I, I do love well, that perspective. Yeah, I, if you were listening to a podcast, say me and Chris were doing one and we interviewed you guys and then afterwards – or let's say we interviewed someone you really like. Let's say we interviewed Jeremy Fragrance. Yeah. And then we you guys were listening him. in. And then Jeremy Fragrance disappeared. And then me and Chris were having a sort of a secret chat about that. Right. I.e., it's not secret anymore. We're talking about it live. Yeah. So what did you think of Jeremy, Chris? I thought he was an absolute nutcase. <laughs> you know what? I really did like the way he communicated this and he did this and he does that. And I talk, well, understand that a little bit more now. And that conversation is just so it's, – it's really addictive to listen to. So, yeah, yeah. there's an idea for free. <laughs> there we go. We're going to take that one to the bank for sure because I love that. I'll say one thing. Our uh, interviewing skills, he's usually the guy that he'll sit down and do the interviews when we're like filming for somebody else outside of this community. And I'm always one behind the camera or checking, making sure mics are running stuff. You know, Mike's so well spoken. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, and of course, towards the end of an interview, I'll always like chime in from like six feet away, like a question. But between the two of us, it happens every time. I don't know why, but somehow we always get the client to cry and confess <laughs> things. Oh, yes. And, and we'll be crying, too. We'll be uh, all into it. To give a little bit more background, we're like, uh, we've been a little bit obscure about what we've said, you know, we do for our day jobs. But one of the things that we have done is film testimonial type videos. And so we have yeah. to conduct interviews with people. They're yeah. either giving testimonials for a brand or uh, they're the, we call them interviews when they're the owner of the brand. We call them testimonials when they're people that are obviously giving testimonials for the brand. Yeah. But either way, yeah, we'll ask them. And for whatever reason, we'll have this organic flow that somehow will strike a nerve and by the end of it, they're crying, probably from tears of boredom <laughs> or something. But uh, but they, yeah, they end up crying and then it's, you can't do that in every testimonial video though. You yeah. can't just have people crying back to back to back. But. I, yeah, I mean, not to get on the soft subject, but one was, uh, I won't say too much information, but she ended up being a really good friend. 
she was talking about one of her family members passing away and it was like right after his grandmother passed away and my mother passed away three months after his yeah. grandmother. So this interview happens and we're all sobbing. We're all crying. <laughs> yeah. We're just, we're talking about these memories and, and yeah, we're all just crying. And by the way, listeners, we've cut out a large portion where we actually had Tony crying quite a bit, yeah. um, but we've cut that out. So you guys didn't have to watch that, but yeah, for whatever reason, every interview, uh, there was some tears shed. <laughs> I was only crying because Steve didn't go to Esson. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I was too. One thing I will say that you do really well, Tony, to kind of get back on target here, your post, uh, what do they call them down at the bottom? Like the descriptions that you put down, the captions that yeah. you put on yeah, your photos on it. Yeah, your captions on Instagram, you kill it. It sounds like you've wrote some write-up for each fragrance, but it's like uh, your perspective, what you really liked about the fragrance, it's this typed-out review that you give. And that's one thing that I also really don't see other people doing that you do really well. I have to commend you on that. Oh, thank you. You know what? I, I think I've always struggled with that because I do sometimes, although I've been doing this for a while now and you get better at it, in terms of putting the work into trying to smell raw materials and stuff, I've not done that as much as I should have done. So sometimes picking something out of a fragrance, I actually do struggle with. So what I try to do is to try and describe it in a way that makes sense to the ordinary person. To me, I would call myself still fairly ordinary in this in terms of I haven't swallowed uh, a Fiasaurus to explain <laughs> a fragrance. Right. Uh, you're that's in the same no, camp as we are, really. Yeah, there's no disrespect to people that uh, that eloquent that they can do that because I really respect that and I'm jealous of it. <laughs> but <laughs> it's I, I try and put it in a way that what am I getting from this? What do I smell? What does it invoke? And try and put it in a way where, in a short enough way as well, I don't try and waffle on with everything, but try and keep it real and keep it, this is what I get from it. And I really do feel that people that have watched my stuff, have watched me on camera and listened to how I speak and whether I get excited about something or not, I think it's really evident in my posts. And if it's something that I think that is okay, it smells nice, or you know what, it might not be my taste, I'll say that, but you can do it in a way that's nice to the people that have maybe got a small brand that have got a business to run. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's being respectful of people in my eyes. And I think people know me well enough to know if there's something that I maybe don't like as much, which I am really lucky isn't often with me because like right. I said at the start, it's such a wide range of stuff I like anyway. What I don't like, I, I get moments like you, <laughs> Ryan, when you smell the Atlas fragrance. Oh, um, I've, 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 I keep people going to keep bringing it up. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> but, uh, Come on. It's um, it's not something I've smelt, but I could I, I could get a real understanding of what it smelt like instantly from your reaction as well. And I think that's not a bad thing. Yeah. But there's they've got a business to run, and I think Mike tried to bring that back a little bit. But <laughs> yeah. It's still people have got thoughts and feelings about things, and you, people communicate them in a different way. And I, I do try and communicate it in a way that it's going to be respectful at least. So. Yeah, I don't want Whereas, to have to. I don't want to, have to apologize for my actions here. Uh, but I apologize. You, I loved it. <laughs> but I do. We've kind of taken the approach, honestly, here, uh, at least over here. And again, if people have issues with how I say something, I'm, I, that it is what it is. But you know, 
We've been the regular guys going up to a fragrance counter. And if you're smelling like three or four different things, you're usually like, ooh, that's really good. And then sometimes you're like, no, no. You can just discard it so quickly. You just don't care. And so- Because it doesn't vibe with you. Exactly. And that's kind of like my, that's, that is what it is. It doesn't mean that it's bad for everybody, but like that one particularly, especially after all the hype that's been written on it. And I, I believe you live close to Steve, right? Yeah, I live uh, probably about 20 minute drive from Steve. Oh man, it's worth it. You need to go- I'm jealous. Yeah, you need to go ask him if you can get a little sample of his bottle or get a spray of it. Yeah. Because it was, it was overhyped and maybe my- my over in, my harshness, you may love it. <laughs> in your opinion, it yeah. was overhyped. I think that's what the thing that I will say about Ryan is that Ryan, in his head, lives in this perfect utopia <laughs> where everything should be fair, and if something feels unfair, Ryan will crusade against it. Yes, and that is just. That's him. I more like go like, hey, man, sometimes it do be like that. <laughs> and Ryan is like, it should not. It should not be like this. Yes. This is wrong. This is for all these reasons. This is wrong. And he uh, and I love that about him. I love that he's so emotionally charged when it comes to this is right and this is wrong. And I, everything that I believe to be right has to be right. And, and you know, if it's within my power, I'm going to make it right. So I can feel when Ryan is. If he's really cheesed off about something, he's like, I'm going to get this pulled back to where it should be, you know? And for me, I go, nah, maybe it's not my taste or whatever. But for you, it was the overhyping of it that you were like, you felt like it shouldn't have been hyped that much. And therefore, you're like, I'm going to tear this son of a bitch down so fast, you know? And for me, I'm going like, it smells good. But I can also say eucalyptus tea by Bath and Body Works smells good. And I'm willing to pay $15 for that. And they're very similar fragrances i probably wouldn't spend a hundred and something bucks on this no. you know if it was 15 20 bucks i'd be like wow this is great <laughs> you know but the more expensive it becomes the the uh the stronger and harsher the critique becomes as well well yeah. when you're hearing people if people have got given a load of bottles free on youtube and you can see it all the reviews get released at the same time <laughs> yeah everybody's sure. calling it the new king yeah and then you get it and you smell it and you think what the fuck are these people talking about? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I sort of get it completely. It's, yeah. it, it, whereas if it was justified, if you smelt that and go, you know what? It's quite ordinary, but it smells brilliant. Well, well look, yeah. my opinion means absolutely fuck all. I mean, I know that. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm nobody important. But to whatever select people do listen to us in this show, I do yeah. want them to know, like, if I don't like something, I'll be honest. I want them to right. trust me because for me, I am. He's right. It's I about am, integrity. It is you. about integrity for me. <laughs> and like, I, I will watch those people that I'm like, man, I, I look up to these people. I, I value what they say. And so whenever they were all saying that and I'm like, wow, I did not like that. It hurts me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We've gotten emails for people, we've said, sorry, but we've gotten emails for people like didn't like that me and Mike like Hosseva, you know? Yeah, that is one thing where the more I get into it as it being an art form, the more I can appreciate things that don't work for me, but aren't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Like I go, oh, this is, I could see where this is a really good fragrance for somebody. Not for me, but I could. It was that way with that Diptyque fragrance. We smelled it and I instantly knew I would probably never wear this, but something about it was so intriguing that I was it like, was. oh, I really like this. It's not for me. I definitely wouldn't buy it, but I really like this fragrance. I like the direction. 
I like everything about it. I think it's unique. It's super cool. Like I'm getting more into that now. Like I feel like I'm starting to grow in that way to where I can really appreciate things that aren't for me. I think Ryan, on the other hand, if something's not for him, fuck this thing. Get it out yeah. of my get it out of my sight. Hey, just so you uh, listeners of the show know, you can go back to our Le Labo Tonka. <laughs> uh, which one was that? I know. Yeah, Tonka Twenty Five. He's, he's not grown. innocent. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I've definitely grown. But again, I was. I had overhyped that fragrance myself. You did. I had said. I'm going to fucking love this. Everybody says, you know, Tonka bean is so great. And at the time I could have smelled, you know, chocolate versus Tonka bean. I wouldn't have been able to put the, you know, differences between them. I wouldn't have known. But I just thought from some of the fragrances that I liked that I'm going to love this Tonka forward fragrance. And then I smelled it and I was like, I don't love this. And yeah, yeah you said a lot harsher than that. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair as well. So we buy the decant and Ryan, Ryan doesn't care. He'll just go smell something me i go i'm gonna wait till the episode i want my true reaction i don't want to smell it i don't want to accidentally smell it i'm not going to spray it so i've waited and waited and we kept pushing it back and i you know three or four weeks i'm like oh i can't wait to smell this thing it's gonna be so good i just know it and then we do the episode and i was just like after waiting all that time and in my head that it was building and building it's gonna be oh it's gonna be so good and then i sprayed it and i was like oh such a letdown <laughs> and then yeah for me i was like this smells this is terrible i hate this i've never seen a man get so mad in my life like he did the other day i brought him a cardstock i was actually two of them one was creed love and black yeah which i had already smelled before so i was like what do you think of that he's like oh that's is that creed love and black i was like yeah he's like oh man it does smell good yeah. and then i let him smell this other card and he goes what do you think about this one and i think it's one we've already smelled just haven't smelled it in a while so i smell it and i go oh man i don't really recognize this one it's not bad i kind of <laughs> like it i go what is it and then he tells me it's an homage fragrance that we've never done an episode on yeah he's like fuck <laughs> I was you like, wasted a Maj episode? <laughs> yeah. I was like, these are good fragrances. We can't just burn these episodes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you, I, I've got to commend you guys now on the amount of, you're pushing out some episodes at the moment. Are you Have you found a way into your working life and stuff to make that work quite well for you? Yes. Have you found a nice balance? Yeah. Ch just grinding really yeah. at, at times it's a little much for us but we've just made the commitment we've said over the course of these next few months that we're going to do what we think we should be doing for the podcast for the listeners we're going to really just put in and try our absolute best and then yeah. we've seen in the past anytime we've put some effort behind it we've seen true growth and we were like you know yeah. we need to at least give that to the listeners that have been so committed, we've we've had so many people. We took such a long break. We had so many people hit Shame us. Shame on us too. Yeah, that we we're like, all right, to make up for the fact that we took way too long of a break, we'll put in the added effort, and then we we have seen it. We're growing quite a bit. We're continuing to grow. Yeah. So uh, well, we're going to do that. You're putting out great content. You will do, and yeah, just go and chase it. Just go, and, but you got to enjoy it, haven't you? You've got to find that balance, yes. and you've got to enjoy it. And it's harder for you too because there's two of you. It's both of you feeling the same way at the same time. Yeah. Um, whereas if it was just me, for example, I can do what the fuck I want. Whereas when it's the two of you, <laughs> um, you've got to both be on the same. That yeah, we let's get this done. If one of you feeling like no, I don't fancy this today, that could get frustrating for the pair of you if you that both found that and yeah you seem to have found a way where you're doing it which is commendable um 
I do have regrets with with YouTube and not maybe pushing that side because I, I was seeing some growth and a lot of people started to know who I was through that. And yeah, I've got regrets with that. Same here. We we neglected YouTube completely. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we didn't even upload audio episodes anymore. And we had a lot, I mean, just to kind of be transparent here, I mean, we're, we're human. We're, we look at like what our goals need to meet to get to a monetization level. And I was like, man, we're at like a thousand watch hours, you know, out of four, you only need 4,000 to get monetized, right? We shut that all the way and totally neglect it to where it reverted back because it'd been so many days where we have like, we had to start over again. Yeah, it's just consistency. And I, I think we had, it's just a lot. It's a lot for one person to do. It's a lot for two people to do. Like you yeah. said, you got to be on the same page. There's been days we've showed up and we said, okay, we're going to do an episode this day. We've showed up and something's happened in our personal life or something like that. One of us was off and we're like, we're just, we're not going to do it today. Yeah. You know, we will do it. We'll try again tomorrow because, you know, we're just not there. You know, in, in the very beginning, we pushed a little too hard. We got burned out on it. And that's kind of why we're doing this like we're doing with you, Tony, is like we've, we're trying to find a balance to where we do the episodes ourselves, but then we do feel kind of out on an island being a podcast. And I think in this community, it's very YouTube centric because I saw even at Exxon's like you have a massive following on Instagram, but it's like it, they really all the metrics are YouTube. At least what we've, you know, we've seen. Uh, it's probably because they want to visually be able to have their bottles and stuff showed off. For sure. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like I felt like even a lot of brands, that was the one thing that they kind of focused on. And they would kind of, they would be like, oh, this person's on YouTube. I know them, you know, whereas you could be over on TikTok right now, which I think is growing. You could be over, which it's hard to tell on Spotify. And stuff like that. You can't really tell how many subs somebody has, you know, there. So even though we, I would say we have the largest fragrance podcast out there right now, there's no way for anybody to know, or maybe they just don't even care, but yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> everything's so measured on, on YouTube, but we just, we kind of neglected that because we wanted to be a podcast first sort of a thing. And now we're trying to do both, but also still not take away from the podcast. We don't want to sacrifice the podcast to try to be a YouTube channel because that's not ultimately who we are. We just want to complement the podcast by creating yeah. content that can go out on those platforms, but not pull away from our primary goal, which is to just be the best fragrance podcast we can be. Yeah, well, I think you'll get there. You carry on. I think I love the interviews that you're doing, uh, getting different people on. I really like that part. It makes a nice it makes a nice break sometimes from from mm. the normal listening. I think it's nice for the listeners to get some background on some different people. Um, that's something that I really enjoy doing as part of my journey is talking to people like you guys and meeting new people and interviewing people. You, you've got a great balance between you of asking the right questions at the right time. And if one of you doesn't seem to pick up on something, the other one will pick up on it immediately, which is, <laughs> right. is yeah, it's quite, it's really good. Uh, you've got a really good uh, chemistry between you to be able to keep everything moving as well. So yeah, I commend you both. You're doing a great job. I appreciate that. Well, we're winding down um, on this. So what is one fragrance you're really excited about right now? I'm sure there's a million, but if you had to pick one that maybe you're really wearing right now or you're excited to do some content on that you've got in, is there one that you're excited to tell people about that we can perhaps share with our audience as well? Yeah, there is. There's there's a brand in the UK. It's Soma Parfums. Uh, it's the 
fragrance weirdo Dan Rothschild. He's he's got his own brand. Um, he I think he does ship uh, over to the USA now, but he's just released a new fragrance called Axiom, and it is very citrus heavy, but it's almost like a sort of orange popsicle. It's got like this creaminess to it. It's got this woodiness, but it's got this really lovely spice in the background that really comes forward. So it changes. When you first spray, you think, oh, this is really citrus heavy. Then it goes a little bit creamy. Then the spices really start coming through. I thought I picked up on pepper, but there's quite a lot of, I think, ginger in there as well. And it really goes sort of spicy, almost Christmassy. And then that sort of fades away and you're left with like a vanillic woodiness, which is there with this sort of orangey goodness in the background. It's, it, <laughs> right. it's, quite, it's quite hard to explain because it does a lot of things very, very well and it doesn't lean one way or another. So you can't just say it's a citrus cologne with a little bit of woody of a woody background. You can't say it's in the realms of any type of fragrance. Um, yeah. But I, it's one of these sort of, I, I don't like this expression, but sort of Swiss army knife type fragrances that you could wear, very versatile. You could wear it in any scenario, in any season, to any, it would look, it, you could dress it up, dress it down. And I think that's what I like about it a lot. I think I like these fragrances that are uh, easy reach, that just work in any scenario, but are interesting enough to keep me, to keep me sort of, engaged in that fragrance for the day um and it because of the changes it makes i think it does that and not only that it smells bloody lovely so it's uh it's uh that's that's one that i'm quite excited i'd really like to get onto camera and actually just just say that really um but yeah yeah, i've got to switch the camera on to do that (laughs) right i just have i've done it with you guys (laughs) there we go yeah we'll we'll shoot this over to you and uh your job is done (laughs) i think i'd love that i mean ryan can attest to how much i love dreamsicle type everything (laughs) yeah i think orange and vanilla those two works so well together and then what you were saying like the sweeter wood can kind of go in i could see the, like that amber wood type vibe that sweeter wood come through i'd be excited to check that out for sure we should do it yeah. and then we'll reference this uh, this episode yeah excellent so so yeah soma parfums uh, axiom brand new it's it's very very nice that's great. Well, Tony, thanks so much for joining us on this episode. I know that at times Ryan can get really long-winded, so I appreciate <laughs> yeah. you sitting through that. Um, but it's been uh, it's been a pleasure. We've been excited to do this, and this is one of the ones coming back from Italy. I was like, man, I can't wait to do our episode with Tony because I made sure to put you on the spot in person and be like, Tony, please come on the podcast. <laughs> No, I appreciate I love doing anything like this and I appreciate you having me on and sorry if I waffled at times too. (laughs) I do that. I talk a lot. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. It's been great. And uh, would you promise to be back on again? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, definitely. That's great. You know know what I was going to do on this episode? I was actually going to bring in an ice cream and to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. We did. We didn't bring that up and we... Before I was going to start licking it in front of you just <laughs> randomly while you're both full flow and just like. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to bring that up because we posted the uh, the short on Instagram. Oh. You sent us a voicemail. So, so we, we've got to talk about this before we jump off the yeah. episode. Ryan, go ahead and bring yeah, it in. Just to answer your question, for people that don't know, he left us a voicemail. What episode did we put that on? It, it wasn't oh, on we, an we episode. Did, we just we did, did a video okay. for it. Well, to answer your question, if it was just me and him, I've seen him do a lot worse than that. So, yeah, I think <laughs> I the answer it. would be I yes. Knew it. 
Yeah, I've, I think there's a small layer of ice cream or gelato that was on the ground that was probably compromised, but there was a good portion that I probably could have got away with. 100%. I think I, think I would have gone for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was really trying to press you, impress you guys, you and Chris. You guys are, uh, you know, you're highly respected in the community. I couldn't do, uh, you know, things like that around such <laughs> highly respected company. Oh, stop it. Carry on, carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tony, thanks so much for joining us. Ryan, take us home. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming on here. It was nice meeting you again. And uh, again, can't wait to have you back on the show again since you promised you can't break a lie to people who upset them. That's right. (laughs) Until next time, spray Spray it up, up, y'all.